0: The following is from East Delta Baptist Church. For more information, visit us online at www.eastdeltabc.com. If you would, take your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter 12. And we're uh, kind of in between, aren't we? We're kind of in between Christmas and New Year's. And it's kind of a, it's just kind of an idle time it seems to me like. So I want us to think about, uh, I've always enjoyed uh, kind of the year-in-review stuff. I watch, I'll turn on the television and look at some of the shows that show the year-in-review. It's kind of it's kind of fun to see, you know, things that happened this year, and uh, it's kind of hard to even remember sometimes. They'll show something, you think, man, that was this year. It seems like so long ago, or, uh, you know, that was in January or February. So what I want to do is I'm going to give you a chance to... Uh, to answer this question, have you been blessed in this past year? Mm-hmm. All right. What are some of the blessings that you've received this year? And it doesn't have to be in just in this last year, but just uh, what are some blessings that you've received? My wife. Amen. All right. She's had a tough year, too. <laughs> That's right. All right, we got a new grandbabies coming, and grandbabies here on the ground. <laughs> what else? Yeah, still pumping air. Yep, still pumping air. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All y'all can talk is just a handful of us here this morning. Healthy. Amen, that's right. That's right. Okay, that's great. Be able to go on a mission trip, that's right. Someone else. New baby, yeah. All right. Anyone else? All right, amen, that we can make it to church. Aren't you glad we've have the resources to have gasoline and a home <laughs> and uh, electricity and water and I mean even if we get in a bind sometimes we usually can come up with enough resources to meet our needs anyway. That's something we take advantage of, isn't it? Uh, most of us have a a warm place to sleep and a cool place to sleep, and uh, a dry place to sleep. Uh, you know, we have uh, doctors available, We have uh, all kinds of things available to us, places to go buy groceries. and uh, there's so many things that we I think we kind of take advantage of that we are truly blessed. Anybody else? Nothing quieter than a church when you ask a question. <laughs> All right, well, I'm not going to keep pressing you. So uh, in Genesis chapter 12, uh, the Lord said to Abram, this is verse 1 Leave your country, your people, your father's household, and go to a land I'm going to show you. In verse 2, this is God talking to Abram who becomes Abraham, and I'll make you a great nation, and I'll bless you. So there's a promise. God says, I'm going to bless you, and I'll make your name great, and you'll be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I'll curse, and all the people on the earth will be blessed through you. Isn't there a bunch of blessings in there? (laughs) Blessing after blessing after blessing, and... So often our prayers are full of requests for God to bless us or bless our families or bless our nations or bless our church or bless our community or bless our economy or uh, on and on and on. There's nothing wrong with that prayer. There's nothing wrong with asking for God's blessings. Matter of fact, some of you read the prayer of Jabez, and uh, that prayer is, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, Lord. And there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that prayer. And God does bless us in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Uh, Paul says praise be to God our father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ If we're a born-again Christian Paul says God has truly blessed us in every area with these blessings from heaven And that's a great thing and and it's an outpouring of God's blessing And that's what we've been talking about this morning I know some of you who probably didn't speak up this morning can think of so many areas that you're blessed in and as you think about that thing, it's, it's really an outpouring of God's blessing. But this outpouring of God's blessing or God's favor uh, is not only for our sake. It's not only for our benefit. It's, it's, uh, it's for a higher purpose. And, and God desires that all of the people of earth know him and worship him. That's God's, that's God's first purpose for the church. Uh, you know, he says, uh, we're, I don't know where this scripture is found exactly, but he says it's uh, God is patient, not wanting anyone to perish, but all come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's his first purpose. He's patient with people that they'd come to know him and have a relationship with him. That's his purpose. And, and 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10 says, we... ...are a chosen people. If you're a born-again Christian, you are a chosen person. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation, and you're a people that belong to God. Why? Why are we a holy nation, a chosen people, a royal priesthood... ...that we may declare the praises of Him... ...who called us out of darkness into His wonderful life... ...once you were not a people... But now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. We have received all the blessings and become God's part of God's family, a part of God's people, that we would proclaim his glory among the nations. That's the purpose that God has saved us for. So I, I want us to quickly this morning, I, I hope, I think I got a, a, a short sermon this morning because we have some things to do later in the service. But I want us to think about about three things this morning. The first is this. We are God's people with God's purpose. If you're a born-again Christian this morning, you're a God's child and you have God's purpose. So God called Abraham and he said this. Listen to the words. I will bless you and you will be a blessing. And all the people on earth will be blessed through you. I want us to think about God's blessing. As God talked to Abraham, he said, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. Why? That you'll be a blessing to others. I want to bless you that, that the people on earth might be blessed through you. When Israel prayed for God's blessing, it was for the purpose of declaring his salvation among the people. If you go over to Psalms 67, 1 and 2, it says, God be gracious to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. Why? Listen, God be gracious to us. God bless us. God, and cause his face to shine upon us that your way may be known on the earth and your salvation may be known among all the nations. See, God's purpose for His people is so clear. It's always been clear that we've gotten kind of good at blurring what His purpose is in church. God's purpose has always been for us to be His witness, for us to disciple the nations, for us to go and tell others about His glory and, and having a heart for reaching the lost. That's God's purpose for the church. And, and when we say to every nation, to every tongue, we may say, well, that's, a, that's an awful big thing for us. But you know, in our church, we have many opportunities. We have, a—I I was asking Debbie just to refresh my memory. We have a an Easter offering every year called the Annie Armstrong offering. We have a, a Christmas offering. We have a, an offering called Mary Hill Davis. We have Lottie Moon offerings. We we give to Cooperative Program. We give to the BSM. We give to, to different ministries in the church. We give to One by One, and that's where we're going on our mission trip. We give to them every month. We we have a, a family that's a uh, that's a part of a family focus group we give to them every month we we have a lot of opportunities as a church to be a part of proclaiming God's message now if you support this church you're a part of that mission and that's how we fulfill the great commission that God gave us as a church is as we participate we we give to others that go in our place and that's a great thing so so we're providing mission education we're providing information we're providing events through your giving to the church because we are God's people called with God's purpose now here's the second thing when we think about the big task ahead of us When God looked, and we're going to be over in Matthew in just a minute, Matthew chapter 28. When God gave his disciples this great commission to go even to the ends of the earth, you might say, well, man, that that task is more than we can handle. Maybe it's to go to a mission trip in Jamaica. You might say, well, that task is more than I can handle. Here's the thing. We are promised his power. This is great news for us today, for God's people, that we have His power promised. Acts 1-8 says we're to be His witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and even to the ends of the earth, but we're also promised the power of the Holy Spirit. We've been studying on uh, Wednesday nights the book of Acts, and back in our first study we talked about the Holy Spirit, and God was promised to give the Holy Spirit. He gave the Holy Spirit for one purpose, and that was for His power to be in His children... ...to proclaim the gospel. Remember that the disciples were gathered in a room... ...and he said, go and wait... ...and you'll receive power from upon high... ...and that power was that they might go out... ...and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we receive his power. In Matthew 28, verse 18... He, ...it says, all authority, all power in heaven... ...and on earth has been given to me... ...and then look what he says in verse 20... ...and lo, I'm with you always... When we go in obedience to fulfill his purpose, he promises us to empower us for the task and to go with us. So we ought to be encouraged by that. What does that mean for us individual? For some, it means that that we're to, to go to the mission field. And and uh, we had some people in a church I was in one time, and they left this country and they went and they went to Japan and they spent 20 years in Japan in the mission field. God had called them, He had equipped them, He had empowered them to go into the mission field. And and as a result, people were saved and churches were started. And they're back home now. They raised their family over in in japan and and others have been called to go across the world in missions that's because god has equipped them and he's he's empowered them for us it means that that we can take the great commission here at home and there's many opportunities to serve the Great Commission here at home. We go and share Christ with someone who is lost. We're fulfilling the Great Commission. Some of the pictures that we've seen here earlier from the, from the year in review are ways that we fulfill the Great Commission here at home. You know, when we reach out, whether it's July the 4th, the Fish Fry, the, the Harvest Festival, Vacation Bible School, we're going to have a great opportunity this year. We're going to have a commercial break right quick. We're going to have a great opportunity. We're going to do a community-wide Easter egg hunt. Call it what you want. That's, what, that's the easiest way to explain it. We've already got the community center up uh, the uh, the slab uh, reserved, and we're going to have our praise team is going to be there. They're going to sing music. We're going to have a carnival up there. We're going to invite the whole community to come. And we're going to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, on that, that resurrection weekend. And there's going to be a lot of opportunities to serve. This is going to be a big event in the East End down here. That's the way we fulfill the Great Commission. There's going to be opportunities after opportunities for you to serve locally and fulfill the Great Commission. Why? Because we've been called... To serve, and it's an opportunity to serve. We need to take hold of that opportunity, whatever it may be. For some, next week, we'll be leaving on a mission trip. And that's a way that we help fulfill that great commission of God. What does all this lead to? Well, it all leads to this last point. We're going to praise Him. When we give to missions, when we pray for missions, when we, when we send missionaries, as a result, people are saved. As a result, churches are started. As a result, God's kingdom is expanded across the world. That's a reason for praise. And the reason we praise, when we pray for our lost family members, when we pray for our lost friends, when we pray for opportunities to tell them about Christ, when someone comes to know Christ, we step out on faith, though we may be afraid. We step out on faith and we share the gospel with someone and they respond to the gospel. You know what? There's a reason for praise there. I promise you if you lead someone to Christ it's nothing that you did because the Bible says the Holy Spirit of God calls people into himself you were just a tool to get them there but you know what you'll praise God for that. You'll be so excited about that that you'll want to tell somebody, let me tell you about what happened and you'll share that testimony that's a reason for praise. We'll praise him. The reason for praise when we when we have that that ideal of praise, Revelation 7, 9, and 10 says, After I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every tribe, from every nation, from every people, from every language, standing before the throne of God and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes. They were holding palm branches in their hand. And they cried in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. You know what that is? That's a multitude of those who've accepted Christ. There's a song that, uh, it, from the past, back when I was a youth minister, and, and it was, Thank you for giving to the Lord. I'm a life that was changed. And you know, when we lead someone to Christ, even though we may not see them come to Christ, when we are that example, when we plant that seed, there's going to be a time that they're going to stand before the throne of God and they're going to praise And they're going to thank God that someone planted that seed. Isn't it going to be great to be a part of that multitude praising God? It's just hard to imagine to be a part of that great multitude. Isn't it great to think that someone will be there because you were faithful and told them about Christ? And they're going to be in that multitude praising God. Isn't that great? Isn't that something to, 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 to praise God about, to, to worship God about? And, and you know what? It's going to be a great day for us. It's going to be a great day for the church, but it's going to be a great day for those who have accepted Christ. So what now? What now? We think about missions, and of course, we're going on a mission trip next week. And I hope that if you're not going, that uh, you'll still be a part of the worship service here at the church. The main thing I hope that you'll do for those that are on this mission trip is I hope you'll pray for them. And I hope you'll just ask that God would pour his spirit out upon the folks that will be ministered to. So what now? A crowd of prayer for evangelism and missions. That's what we're going to talk about uh, in just a moment. I want you to look at this video. It's called What Now? It's kind of an emotional type video, but it's not really. I want you really to listen to the words of this song. That says, what now? And then we'll close here in just a moment.